0: Welcome to Schnepp's Connects. We have a great episode for you today. Today, we have Ed Domingo, who is Chief Financial Officer and General Manager of Empire City Casino by MGM Resorts. Ed is responsible for overseeing the day-to-day operations of the country's sixth largest gaming floor and the 122-year-old historic Yonkers Raceway, in addition to its 1,000-plus employees and the overall experience of its 9 million annual visitors. Domingo, a first-generation Filipino-American born and raised in Dallas, Texas, has lived all over the U.S., including in New York City, Raleigh-Durham, Boston, Chicago, and Las Vegas. He holds a Bachelor of Arts degree from Duke University, a Juris Doctor degree from New York University School of Law, and a Master of Business Administration from Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. Great to have you here. and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. It's my pleasure. So there's a lot in the future for New York State. We were chatting a little bit before we got started about uh, all the momentum really around sports gambling, as well as casinos in New York State. So I guess if you don't mind, if you could just give us kind of an update on, on really what's in state in New York State currently, and, and just a little background on yourself and, and MGM.
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. Yeah, you're right. This is a, a really exciting time for, for the industry here in New York. Uh, You know, A couple of weeks ago, really, just that recently, uh, the state finally issued licenses for mobile sports betting, uh, which is something that's becoming much more popular across the country. It's legal now in, I think, 28 states where people are going to be able to bet on sports on their mobile devices. This has been legal in New Jersey for several years now. Connecticut just went live with it a couple of months ago, and it's been huge. I mean, this is, I think, the, the level of convenience that people have been looking for, the kind of entertainment they want to connect. With watching sports, and that's been borne out in state after state, and the fact that New York is getting ready to launch that uh, is incredibly exciting, and we couldn't be more excited to be one of those licensees. So BetMGM will be one of the first apps that you can download here in New York, hopefully soon after the new year, and start being able to place bets ideally by the uh, by the time the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl roll around. So that's going to be really exciting, and I think mm. I think it's going to be huge here. And you know, hopefully soon after that, we'll also be talking about a way for Empire City Casino. To, to get what's called a commercial casino license. So a lot of people don't know that, that you know what we operate today here, it is the sixth largest gaming floor in the country, but technically we run what's called a video lottery terminal facility, which means that everything we have is electronic. All of our games look like slot machines. We have no live table games. We have no live dealers. Uh, we have you know, limited products that we can offer uh, with a commercial casino license that we hope to get next year. We could expand that tremendously. Uh, and we think that we'd be in a really good place to be able to start offering live table games. And as you said, you know, we have over a thousand employees here today. That number would easily triple if we were able to get a commercial casino license and put live games into place. And it's something that, that our customers have been wanting for years here. Uh, and we couldn't be more excited to hopefully bring that to them sooner than later.
0: Maybe you can give a sense of the scale, because when it comes to gaming, I think what's important for people to recognize is is the enormous tax revenue that's generated and what that revenue does. In the mobile sports betting, I think why New York State probably is legalizing and moving quickly to legalize is because people could literally drive through the tunnel, go into New Jersey, bet, and come back. And New Jersey, I believe, just surpassed Las Vegas for the largest wagers amount placed in a month, which blew my mind. So it is generating a tremendous amount of revenue. So maybe you can just give a little insight into Empire City Casino's economic contributions to both the city and state.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it is, it's a huge engine for supporting the people of New York State, specifically through education. So you know, right now, the laws of New York State require that all of the tax revenue generated from our facility here in the Yonkers goes directly to the education quantity of the state. Uh, and the magnitude of that is pretty pretty incredible. So we just celebrated our 15th anniversary here. Coincidentally, in the same month that we hit our 15-year anniversary of this, of this building, we also crossed the $4 billion threshold for the amount of money that this facility has contributed to education in New York. On wow. average month, we generate $25 million that goes straight to education in New York out of this facility. And obviously, we believe that number is only going to go up if we're given the commercial license and we can really start to offer you know, the full suite of offerings. Uh, and similarly on sports betting, to your point, yeah, New Jersey is now the biggest sports betting market in the entire country, you know, in a matter of three years. It surpassed what Vegas has been doing. The biggest of 50 years to build up to, New Jersey got there in three years. Connecticut just went live and had a monster month in their first month too. And you know, look, you can talk to any of your friends and neighbors, and especially up here in Westchester, it's not hard to get across the tap of the year. Now it's even easier to just drive into uh into Stanford and and pull your phone out and place a vet and come back, um, and all of those bets create tax revenue for New Jersey and Connecticut. The idea that that's finally going to stay home and support New York, which really needs it right now coming out of the coronavirus pandemic, is, is really heartening to me. So that is a huge part of, of what we do here. We realize that we have uh, an important contribution to make to the state, and we're happy to do so, and we just want to continue to see that grow.
0: You know, you touched on the pandemic. I assume that that closed your doors for quite some time. So how did you guys weather through that in terms of both for yourself and your employees? And where are you guys in terms of getting back to where you are?
1: Thanks. It's a, it's a great question. Yeah, I mean, look, this pandemic was, was unlike anything any of us had ever seen. And just like every other uh, hospitality company, every other entertainment company, we were closed. We closed the doors of this place for, I think it was a day short of six months. Um, we had no employees on site other than you know a couple of key security officers and that kind of thing had no tax revenue being generated for the state. We were thankfully able to finally reopen. It took us a little while to build our business back. But thankfully, at this point, we feel largely recovered. You know, the core business is there, still struggling in some of the the other areas to to continue to bring it back. But we've got over 80% of our employees back now from the day that we closed. Uh, And the really amazing news is that I think the last number I saw was we were at 96% of the people that we called to ask to come back came back right away, even if they had found other jobs during the pandemic. And I think it speaks to you know, the loyalty they have to this place and, and honestly to, to what we're able to do for our employees here. You know, When MGM first got here, one of the first things that we did was raise pay. We worked with our, our union partners. We have 16 different unions that, that represent our employees here, and we worked with some of the biggest ones to increase the pay to make sure that our employees could look at this place not just as a job, and in some of those cases, it was one of two or one of three full-time jobs that they were working but that this could be a career, legitimately doubled the take-home pay of most of our employee base uh, within the first six months of getting there. So you know, that, I think, really helped us, obviously, in a time where a lot of employers are struggling to get to get workers. Uh, we have not had that problem at all here.
0: Right yeah, a lot of people might not recognize that MGM Resorts bought Empire City Casino in 2019. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about potentially what changes happened under MGM's Ownership. I mean, you're talking about doubling salaries, which is incredible, but were there any structural changes um, that were made or any other improvements that you can share with everyone?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we made a a couple of key investments here. The first one, again, was another investment that we made in our employees. Actually, the first construction project that we undertook was rebuilding the employee dining room here. It wasn't quite to the standard that we would expect for our employees who work so hard to be able to get their their free lunch during the day. And so we redid the entire employee dining experience, and I think that surprised a lot of people that the first thing we would do would be something that's behind the scenes that not everybody gets to see. Uh, but we wanted to make sure the employees were taken care of first. After that, we built a new uh, VIP room for our players uh, and a new VIP lounge, which has been really well received. Um, we're able to bring a little bit of that Las Vegas excitement that we know. We know a little bit about into Yonkers and, and create a new gaming experience for some of our higher end customers. And then we've also made some really significant investments on the racetrack side. You know, like like you said, we're we're pretty excited about the fact that we're now the stewards of what's really a historic racetrack here at mm-hmm. Yonkers. We've invested, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, over a million dollars, into both the resurfacing of the entire racetrack, which hadn't been done in almost a decade, as well as the installation of brand new LED lighting which we think is, provides a better product uh, and is also obviously meets some of our sustainability goals that we have as a company to make sure that we're, what we're doing is, is sustainable in regard to the environment. So uh, a lot of investments made there and, and certainly a ton more to come. The, the government gives us the green light on the commercial license.
0: What about your relationship with the surrounding community? Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. We, um, you know We understand
1: that we have a role in this community, not just as an employer which we are a huge one the biggest private employer in Niagara. We have an, an impact on this community, right? We have draw a lot of people here and there's a lot of businesses that thrive off of our existence. And something that our company that MGM is really proud of is is that, that we make it a goal to support all of those surrounding communities and to create economic impact outside of our own four walls. We've partnered directly with a lot of community organizations from a development standpoint from a vendor standpoint, you know, we spend thirty odd million dollars um, with local vendors here to supply all the things that we need, and we know that that has impact and creates jobs in our in our surrounding area. Uh, and we try to create a, an amenity set here that draws people in. It doesn't just draw them into our building, but supports the restaurants and the gas stations and and all of the, the other businesses in and around Yonkers that are a huge part of this community and a huge part of our success. You know, again, if we were able to get the commercial license investment. We know that we would be hiring 2,000, 2,500 people immediately, but you know, we've done studies that have shown that there's an indirect impact of potentially 10,000 jobs in the local area. They get created from that investment, and it's a billion dollars in, in investment that we would make here. That's the type of economic development that doesn't happen that often in, in southern Westchester. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'd be excited to continue down that path and just grow the scale of that impact on the community as much as we can.
0: So, a question for you, because you guys already have that footprint, you know, with the um, electronic gaming, with the full gaming license, would that be in relation to the request for information from New York State for an additional gaming license, or would that be in addition to the gaming license that the state is now looking to issue? Yeah, so
1: it's a great question. You know right now the the state has issued a request for information for parties either who would be interested in that license, including us, and then those who have an opinion on whether or not they think that that's something that the state should do. We have a lot of local support. You know, We've got support from elected officials, from organized labor groups, from community groups here in Yonkers, in Mount Vernon, in the Bronx, uh, because that's where all of our employees come from, is basically within, within one of those three, two cities in a borough. And what we're hoping is that, you know, that the state will progress directly from this request for information, realize that there's a ton of interest in this, and then issue a request for proposals sometime next year. Uh, And then really start the process of determining who's going to get those licenses and then hopefully issuing them pretty quickly thereafter. And and we feel like we have a pretty good shot if that's what comes to pass.
0: Is there any sense of when the state might look at that? Like, do you anticipate that this is something that's really going to be reviewed in 2022? Or is it too hard to say?
1: It's it's been hard to say. You know, we've been hopeful of that since we got here in January of 19. But we think Mm -hmm. that there's a ton of momentum around it now. Uh, and we're hopeful that you know that in the in the discussions around next year's fiscal budget that it comes out and and that members of the assembly, members of the senate, and members of the governor's office all come to to the realization that that these licenses and specifically you know here in Yonkers that we can be a huge part of the the recovery here in the state from from the pandemic. You know, I think we the state's really benefited obviously from some funding that was provided by the federal government, um, but that was really you know one time kind of shot in the arm. Kind of stopgap funding and what we can we can provide is something much more sustainable for that, right that there's jobs here that could create created forever that there's tax revenues here that get created and flow for as long as this
0: place is here um, and, and we think that we can be a huge part of that recovery were you in the gaming industry when you lived in las vegas i was yeah so i've been coming up on 15
1: years in, in the gaming industry uh, i've been with mgm resorts for the last six uh, the most really recent, obviously, here in Yonkers. But before that, I was the uh, the CFO of the Barrageo. I was working casino in Las Vegas.
0: Oh, wow. That's an institution. It was fun. It was a whole lot of fun. So what can you say about the difference from a business standpoint? Obviously, the casinos are much different in Las Vegas and really almost destinations built around entertainment. But how else does it differ from New York and Las Vegas in terms of, you know, your, your industry is concerned?
1: It's a great question. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Las Vegas is is an institution it's a destination unto itself people come there for you know kind of an escape from reality what we can offer here in yonkers and what we offer it as mgm it, it's just about all of our regional casinos which which i think there's 10 of now is kind of a smaller version of that escape on a day-to-day basis right we, we understand obviously people like to game but we also understand that people like to die out people want entertainment people want the ability to kind of escape for Know if they can't get away for a couple of days to Las Vegas or at least a couple of hours to their local casino resort, and that's what we'd like to be able to offer here. We have the gaming side of it now, um, but you know, I think people don't understand that MGM, in addition to being one of the biggest gaming companies in the world, is also one of the biggest entertainment companies in the U.S. We sold the third most tickets of any live event seller, um, in 2019, and that kind of entertainment, you know, obviously starts in Las Vegas, but we have theaters. In Maryland, in Ohio, in Massachusetts, Uh, and we'd love to have something here in New York that that could take some of those touring acts. And you know, when Bruno Mars is doing his East Coast swing, that maybe instead of playing Madison Square Garden, he wants to play a smaller venue here in Yonkers for a more
0: intimate seating.
1: And we think that'd be pretty incredible.
0: For those that haven't been to Empire City Casino, what else can they expect besides, in addition to gambling, what other entertainment or dining do you guys offer there?
1: You know, right now it's it's a little bit limited. We're trying to to bring that back still. That's been the hardest part to bring back from the pandemic. I think people mm-hmm. are still maybe a little bit nervous about the outdoor dining or the indoor dining and live entertainment. We've got you know a couple of restaurants open now. We have our pub and Chop House Steakhouse, which are both open on the weekends. Um, trying to build that business back up soon. We've got entertainment coming back soon. Uh, New Year's Eve will actually be the first time. This year, that we'll actually put a band up on stage again, um, because we think that's what people expect on New Year's. And hopefully that kicks us off into doing that kind of entertainment uh, again on a regular basis in 2022.
0: Well, Ed, I think it's going to be an exciting year ahead for uh, New York State and gaming in general. And I really appreciate your time sharing everything that Empire City Casino uh, offers.
1: Thanks, Josh. I think I agree with you. It's going to be a really exciting year. And we hope that the momentum just continues to build. So we're excited to be here. We're excited to be a part of it.
0: Thanks again. I really appreciate your time. Likewise. Make sure to check out a new episode of Schneps Connects every week, wherever you get your podcasts, or you can always stream us online at podcasts.schnepsmedia.com.